0: Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom and DoorDash and Willow Tree. I'm Simone Rochefort. I'm a senior video producer at Polygon.com, and most of all, a very jet lagged individual. And I'm joined today by Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft, and Brianna Wu, a Democratic candidate for Congress in the state That's of Massachusetts. Not accurate, That's not
1: accurate, Simone. That's not accurate. No. What you? No. I am, I am a candidate committed to maximum global impact. And my mission is to elevate the world's consciousness. That's and Rihanna Boo, a
0: Democratic candidate for ma- <laughs> ma- massive global impact, dedicated to elevate the consciousness
1: of That's the right.
0: world. Of the world.
1: Of the
2: world. Get that right. Of the, the world. world. We're, we're we're dedicating the energy um, of we.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, world's consciousness. Wow, wow. And I, 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 I said I was a senior video producer, but really, I, I am, um, I am building a worldwide platform that supports growth, <laughs> shared experiences, and true success here at Polygon.com.
1: So. this is gonna be a great show
0: it's gonna be a great show if you haven't uh weaseled that out yet we're gonna be talking today about weworks ipo filing uh which will be very fun that'll be topic two though first Mm -hmm. we're gonna talk about we're gonna get our apple on we're gonna get our apple on and talk about apple arcade because there's new news about that and finally we're going to return to a classic story of love and loss updates on snap spectacles (laughs) <laughs> well, it's been so long since we've been able to talk about them. It Truly, really is. Like as a topic. I think we've we talked about them as a punchline, but not as a serious source of um, tech
1: news. Uh, I think it's still a punchline, but that's just me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. But first, let's talk about Apple services, though. I want to... Uh, give a big round of applause also hey i have been in italy for a week and i'm so jet-lagged you guys I'm gonna be so smart tonight
2: <laughs> oh my god no i can't thank you for for coming on the show because i intimately know how terrible this feels and i love you and I am very, very, very grateful that you're here. Bless you so much. I feel
1: bad because I was like complaining to Frank about San Fran to Boston jet lag because I just got in last night. I guess that's nothing compared no. to real Italy to to New York jet lag.
0: No, I, th- I actually think the West Coast to East Coast is worse. Because you just get up nice and early and you start your day early when you're going from Europe back to the States. But east to west or west to east coast is a nightmare. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, but I want to give a big round of applause to our own Brianna Wu because some weeks ago when we were discussing Apple Arcade and what was up with that, you made it it was less of a prediction, but more of a bold statement. You said Apple Arcade, Apple's uh, game service, is going to be an incredible value if they offer it for $5. And I think I remember saying, oh, I don't know. Like, I think it's probably going to be $10. You're right. It would be incredible if it were 5 Like, that would be nuts. $15 would be too much. $20 would be too much. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be $10. And no, uh, we just saw a story from 9to5Mac saying Rainbow. that Apple Arcade will be $4.99, which is...
2: Awesome. That's the only way I think it works, right? I mean, honestly, yeah. looking at the preview, because nine to five Mac, not only did they break the the price, which is amazing, but Rambo, uh, who's like amazing, like reverse engineer, and it's actually kind of shocking that he hasn't been hired by Apple yet, just to stop the leaks, um, <laughs> was able to get access to like an internal testing build, so they actually have like a video that shows a preview of what it's what the experience is like um, on the Mac. And um, after kind of seeing that experience and whatnot, um, $5 is the right price for standalone. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of like Apple Prime bundle where you get all the services for a certain price. But mm-hmm. um, I think that if they try to go more than $5, I mean, $5 is still, I think, they will. they will definitely get a lot more subscribers and a lot more people testing the waters than they would have otherwise. But I think if they tried to do for the type of games at least what they have right now... For 10, there's no way.
0: Well, it kind of goes back to something Brie was saying when we first talked about it, which is that this service is going to look very attractive to parents who want to have like safe games for their kids and are tired of kind of braving the iOS marketplace with its confusing levels of payment schemes and microtransactions. And I need to make sure my kid doesn't have access to my fingerprints, so they buy ten thousand coins worth of candy uh, you know the classic store that people have. um so i I do think for that price, this certainly looks very attractive. Um Brie, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think. I mean, can we talk about the quality of the games? Because just before I went to, uh, just before we recorded this, uh, Christina posted a uh, video preview from Nine to Five Mac where they kind of show uh, some of the games on the service. And I got to be honest, there's nothing there that interests me even one percent. Not even Frogger
0: I, in Toy Town. No, no, no not for yeah. five dollars
1: a month. I mean, my hope with this is if it's a game service where they're offering games without the in-app purchase garbage that ruins the gameplay experience of most iPhone games, you know, what Zynga calls fun pain, Mm -hmm. you know, waiting for timers to go down and everything, uh, that's my hope for it. What what it seems like we have are some, you know, competently done, uh, you know, cartoonish, kid-friendly games that just don't look interesting to me at all. And I mean, I get the Apple has to be more kid-friendly than say, you know, like you don't want gears of war on an Apple <laughs> platform, <laughs> right? But Nintendo Switch shows you can do excellent, unbelievable kid-friendly gameplay that's just more sophisticated or with more interesting characters. I'm just I I'm just not into anything I saw.
0: We know there are going to be some interesting things on it, though, like um fo- Sayonara Wild Hearts from uh, My Brain, Help, Simogo. Um, and I think Pathless from Annapurna. Uh, Annapurna also publishes Sayonara Wild Hearts. Uh, like, Annapurna has an incredible track record of publishing yeah. strange, interesting uh, well, unique yeah. games, and they didn't showcase those in the nine to five No, because she has,
2: because she has, she has daddy's Oracle money. So, her, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm being serious, yeah. I, and this is in no way shade. I'm very, very, very happy that Larry's money has gone to such good use. Because Anapurna, both the the game studio and the film studio, puts out amazing stuff, and because you know, like one of the richest men in the world is basically the funder, mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about things like profits.
0: Like, I don't disagree with your your general statement, which is kind of my my same feeling about Apple TV that I've talked about before, which is that a lot of the stuff on it looks very anodyne. Um, And you're right, it has that kind of smooth edge, corporate art, um, safe look. But I don't necessarily (sighs) think that's a bad move for this platform. And there is still interesting stuff um, like Finji's Overland which I just saw because I'm on the Apple website right now, Uh, which is like a a turn-based post-apocalyptic survival game that's done in an isometric view, and I like that one a lot. Played it at PAX a few years ago.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Simone. I, I, I think I... I will definitely spend five dollars and and test this, right? But something that um, you know I've been really frustrated about for years is there's a real despair. There's a disparity between the the hardware that Apple ships and the games that end up getting developed that run on those this extremely impressive hardware. Yeah, I just think it's so ironic that Apple keeps really pushing metal to the point it can do some truly, truly interesting, awesome things. But then most iPhone games that get shipped come down to this kind of cartoonish, not yeah. super complex style. And I just, in my opinion, I, I do you remember this, Christina, when Infinity Blade 2 was announced at that, yes. at that? And you saw it, and you've got this, gorgeous red light coming down and like shining through this Japanese looking forest with these beautiful buildings. It was lighting and shadow and particle effects and beautiful colors. And I I don't have a problem with some of the market being this kind of cartoonish low poly uh, look. I just want something that pushes, they should have something that's just yeah, pure sex. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, I do. It pushes it.
2: <laughs> I, I do. And I wonder, though, because you're not wrong, and, and we've talked about this on the show before, I do wonder if it's, especially if you're making a game and you're making, you're trying to make like the equivalent of a, of a mobile AAA title. First of all, getting your money back on that, as Brianna knows extremely well, is going yep. to be extremely difficult, period, right? Like, even if you are one of the biggest things out there, unless yep. you are doing the IAP thing and, and, you know, the other stuff, like, it's it's going to be hard to make Your money back. I think though that it's then you have to look at okay, so Apple is pushing all the hardware forward and they're doing all these amazing things, but what hardware is the majority of the audience going to have? And will it be able to take advantage of these things? And how much will you have to compensate? Then, and then this would be the question I would have for you, Bree like, as good as metal is and all the things they show off, I mean, I haven't I don't know what the breakdown is. And so I would like to get better informed on this one way or another. But it seems to me like most of the games are still done in Unity. Maybe some in
1: Unreal, but most of them are in Unity. And I I would say most of them use SyncKit. I mean, Okay. Or Sinkit. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, but but if they're, you know, kind of doing the, the bigger things. And so I don't know if they're even taking advantage of some of the metal APIs, if only because like they need to make an Android version too, or they're also wanting to make, you know, a version for the PC. You know what I mean? Like they're having to think about cross-platform stuff from the beginning just to try to make a profit on on their, uh, uh, on their Christina, game. Christina,
1: you're dead on. Uh, what you just said is completely accurate. Uh, the number of games, I mean, obviously I can't sit there when I play a game and tell Does this issue's metal or not, but as someone, I'm pretty good at Unreal and Unity, and I can say, okay, this looks a lot more like Scene Kit than... You know, metal or I can certainly tell Unreal instantly. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's actually more popular on Mac, which has really surprised me. Uh, the number of games that have actually gone through and utilized that. But you're you're dead on that. It's and part of it's because like Apple's dev tools are so great in you know in in Xcode and you know mm-hmm. Scene and Sprite Kit have gotten so much better. So yeah, it's just not used that much
0: can we uh move into a larger discussion of Apple yes. services since we are yes. entering I think the the time it is the time of services because Apple <laughs> TV's uh paid <laughs> the
1: time of services
0: <laughs> it's always the time of services because uh, we're okay. about to get like a, a bajillion dollars worth of streaming content mm-hmm. on the Apple TV subscription program which you i, I you mentioned brie you're you are hoping slash thinking it would be smart for them to bundle that with arcade, which I, I totally agree. That would be very smart. But uh, The Verge had a piece this week about um, how much Apple is spending on Apple TV. And it, they started with $1 billion, and they have pushed that up um, to $6 billion in order mm-hmm. to compete with Amazon and Netflix. And the shows that they're putting out now, um, the uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell vehicle, The Morning Show they're spending $300 million on two seasons of that. Um, that's insane.
1: And that, I mean, that, that, on,
0: that's objectively insane. It, and the Jason Momoa It looks really show. interesting,
1: don't you think? No, no, I look... Yeah. Hang on, not I'm a not, real,
0: not
2: a real, Sorry, sorry, <laughs> the sorry. The Jason sorry. Momoa show,
0: see, they are spending $15 million per episode. Um, and as Verge points out, that makes both of those shows more expensive than the final season of Game of Thrones, which up to this point has held the... the title the the honor of being the most expensive season of tv ever uh so they are making a massive massive investment in streaming
1: yeah well they are not yeah go ahead
2: sorry 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 and and what what i mean by they're not they definitely are but you have to when you look at it when you look at what amazon spends and when you look at what netflix spends they're not actually spending any more um, it might the outlay maybe in terms of because they're just getting started is obviously going to be more than what say Netflix spent in their early years and, and obviously more than than Amazon. But I believe that Netflix's content costs, you know, trail around six billion plus per year. Mm-hmm. So you're not, it's obviously a massive amount of money and it's a massive investment. And there was a Bloomberg article, I I think today that kind of, um, that the verge piece might've been a riff off of the, basically kind of asked the question, like, why are we spending all this money for, you know, basically an old medium? Like what's like, What's the return on investment thing because you're you're not going to capture your money back is basically kind of the argument. And I think there's something to be said about that. Um I, and I'm not trying to diminish. Apple is clearly spending a ridiculous amount of money, but it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, they are spending so much compared to everyone else. It's like, no, they're they're spending what they have to spend if they want to compete in this very crowded space., mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's one hundred percent right.
0: And it kind of for me, it begs the question. Uh, like they're putting out, a lot of stuff right now to get started uh, to catch up with Netflix and Amazon because they are literal years behind everyone else. Uh, But they also mentioned that they're planning on like they're doing this now and then they're going to slow down and focus on quality over quantity, quote unquote. I don't understand how that can be possible when like the rate of TV consumption that we have is just astronomical. And that's why Netflix puts out so much like, kind of garbage is because like people people will zip through it that they will, they will devour it and they'll ask for more so i don't i don't yeah. know how app what app's yeah. plans are
1: i mean if you look at if you look at amazon prime video i mean they are spending some really serious money right mm-hmm. now i have no idea how much they spent Billions. on the uh tom clancy license A for lot. jack ryan oh, god but it's like it's like like, 24 is my show. Homeland is my show. This is like Target Homeland. It's not the <laughs> best show. I hope the second season is much better. They've got really good stuff like The Expanse. But, you know, they are investing a lot of money trying to make a viable uh, video service. Something Christina and I were talking about before the show is I feel like Netflix quality has just gone off a cliff lately. Uh, Glow Season 3 is you trash. You mentioned
0: that, and I loved yeah. it. I liked it too. I liked it too, to be honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That being said, you also mentioned season three of Jessica Jones,
1: a season that I did not know existed. Well, is the final one pushed it under the bus? Well, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's still Jessica Jones, but it's not. I mean, it's not Jessica Jones season one quality. Uh, You know the the show Another Life that stars uh, Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. Not that good. Uh, It just feels like there's a lot of stuff out there that Netflix is just, it's. it used to be the thing. It's like, of course I'm going to spend money on that. And I feel like there's a big opening now.
2: Well, I think there is and there isn't, right? Like, I think that you're not wrong that you see kind of quality dissipate, but I think that's a matter of what happens when you have peak TV. So here's the reality of the market. as. Simone, you're not wrong when you say that people just want more and more content. The problem with that is, is that there's not an infinite, um, despite what people want to say, there is not an infinite like amount surplus of talent. There's just not. So you have a limited set of the people who are going to be best at what they do, the best cinematographers, the best editors, the best uh, writers, the best actors, the best producers. Those people are going to be bid on the most and are going to be paid the most and are going to be the most in demand. Once though that but once those people are, are tied up on projects and are tied up for however many months they're working on things, then you have the second and the third tier, and their quality is not going to be as good. So at a certain point, if you're trying to create more and more stuff, it is a law of diminishing returns. It's mm-hmm. like the the million-man um, hour uh, uh, myth. Like it's it's – People think that if you just, you know, increase the number of people working on a project, you can improve output. There's a certain point where that goes away. And I think with content, this is especially true. There's a certain point where you greenlight all the shows, but you don't actually have enough talent and enough people to make it that good of quality. This Mm -hmm. is why historically, I think HBO, and we're talking about, you know, HBO before AT&T, you know, was doing its part to ruin what has been (laughs) the best entertainment property probably in history. You know, but HBO is one of those networks that doesn't I mean Game of Thrones obviously extremely expensive, but even though the last season was you know, not good in comparison, you know, the whole arc of that series is nothing short of like genre and culturally defining, but HBO doesn't release, you know, 100 shows a year. They might do like 20. And they tend to be very high quality because they pick and choose. And so when you Have okay. Well, we're going to have a hundred shows. Yeah, you might only have twenty of them that are good, and and then you have the problem of well, how do we surface the good from the bad, right? Mm -hmm. So it kind of becomes. I think it's movie studios are the same way. Like, there's an argument to be made that you don't want to have a slate that has so many things on it because. Although it does increase your chances of having a really big hit, it also gluts up the market and potentially takes away from some of the good stuff, right? If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I feel like the reason that, that quality is going down is because there are only so many Shonda Rhimes is out there and she has a deal with Netflix. There are only so many, you know, like Brian Murphy's out there and he has a deal with Netflix. Um, you know, there are some people who will be with multiple services like Reese Witherspoon has deals with HBO and with Apple. Like, but you know, there, there's like a limited amount of, of time that people can kind of work on things. And so um, the, uh, the whatchamacallit, the, um, uh, the Mad Men guys, or no, excuse me, the Game of Thrones guys, I think they just signed a Netflix deal. Um, so, you know, it's like, the money though, what's interesting to me is that Apple is spending all of this money. Weirdly, when you are starting to see some pullback, um, except for the really big mega deals, uh, from Netflix because they're starting to kind of realize okay we've already made some of our investments now we're gonna you know the we're we're not going to give as much of like a okay you're guaranteed X number of seasons and these huge budgets. The one thing I will say about The uh, the Morning Show, which looks great, and it's based on Brian Selter's, um book, um, Talk of the Morning, which is fantastic if anybody wants to read. And that covered the drama that happened at the Today Show um, in the Ann Curry era. So it doesn't get any of the Matt Lauer grossness, but it, it's, a, it's a great read. Um, that show looks good, but $300 million for two seasons is an insane amount of money. That is not an expensive show. That's a show where you're talking about Very inexpensive sets because it's basically going to be you know like recreating um, a soundstage. So you're you know it's it's not an expensive thing to put together. Your cost there is is the talent, and I'm not saying that that Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon and C. Crowell aren't worth it, but they're not worth that much. Like 300 million for two seasons is a ridiculous amount of money. And I don't like I genuinely I look at that and like you will never make your money back, and unless it is. The show to end all shows, unless it is Big Little Lies and it won't be, it's not going to give you the Emmys and the prestige that you need. You know what I mean? Like I look at it and I'm like, okay, this is the newsroom, but for morning shows that I'm, I'm into it. I, I got like roasted by my friends, like legit roasted. Cause I said, it looks good. And they were like, are you high? It looks terrible. I'm like, <laughs> I, I liked the newsroom, whatever. But like. I did too. But. Yeah. I but, mean, but like, it's, it's not going to be an Christina. Emmy. I, I mean, understand it. Yeah. I understand it's Apple, but unless it's Big Little Lies, and again, it won't be, I don't know how unless you are able to look if, th- if this was, you know, the people versus OJ Simpson, if this was the first season of House of Cards, if this was, um, you know, The Sopranos, you could make the argument that the money or Game of Thrones, you could make the argument that that amount of money is worth it because it will win you Emmys, which then buys you prestige, which then gets you like, you know, into the club where everybody thinks you matter in Hollywood, et cetera, et cetera. But until Apple wins, like, um, Emmys for, for best television series um, for for drama or comedy, the money that they're sp- – like, that's what they're going to have to do to make the money worth it. And I'm just not convinced that anything that is on the slate right now – I mean, I could be wrong. Top, You know, the morning show could be, like, the show, right? But it's like you need that show that's going to sweep the Emmys or the Golden Globes to be like, okay, that was worth us spending – nearly half a billion dollars on for for 20 episodes like that's insane
1: that's insane i guess the way i see it and i do want to make sure we get to the the story with apple music but the way i see this is uh it get yeah, they're getting jennifer aniston which is a big name even though friends was a long long time ago she's a big name reese witherspoon has so much of that uh the sh- there's just sparkle on her career after Big Little Lies, right? You've got Steve Carell, who's just, he's a A-list kind of guy for that kind of, of show. If you're getting them to operate like really credible stars... <laughs> To operate on this fledgling service, I just think about the stuff Amazon was screwing around with for the first few years. I mean, Bosch is good, but you know what the, the actor's name is not, he's not Jennifer right. Anderson good, well, yeah, you know? I mean,
2: I'm I'm just saying House of Cards didn't cost that. House of Cards, I think its first season was was 80 million. And the reason, or maybe it was a hundred, and that was still a lot. And an HBO didn't bid high enough and Netflix did. And House of Cards, you've had Oscar winners. Um, and it just, I mean, I don't know. It I, I think top of the morning, like for a show like that, I'm just saying, like, I don't see prestige drama there. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just look at that and it's and, and Jason Moma's show, like 15 million an episode, like that's a lot. Like oh, yeah. that's one of those things where I'm like, oh my God, like this is. It this is looks a lot. like a
0: tired idea, too. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, we'll, we'll have to wait to see. I think for me, I would be less pessimistic if we have actually seen like real upfronts, but we haven't, mm-hmm. so we're largely relegated to you know, like not real previews.
0: I will say, I'm with Brie on Morning Show now that they finally released a trailer for it. I'm like, okay, this it it looks. Entertainment that I'm oh, going I'll to watch, watch but maybe not engage with on the level that I'm engaging with like Succession for example um or some of the other shows that I get very invested in
2: I love it and I'm I'm into it right like I read the book that it's based on like I'm into it I just don't think it's 300 million dollars now like to me it would be three le- the 300 million if you were going to have like a multi-season like a multi-series commitment from those actors but just for that I don't know
0: Do you guys feel like we we're in a bubble right now of TV spending? Yes, Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it has to give at some point. Like no, no matter what. I mean, Apple, yes, having to spend this money not abnormal. Fine, but the fact that everyone is spending this much money and we are at peak TV right now and oh no, it goes away. Yeah, I mean, Apple spending as much as HBO. And or sorry, Apple producing as many shows as HBO produces is all well and good. But HBO has been doing this for
2: years. For 30 years. Yeah. No. Um, Well, not only that, but I've talked to people in the industry and there is kind of this general feeling that a lot of the anybody can get money for anything. Era is over. Mm-hmm. Apple is kind of last to the party, but Apple really only cares about the big names. Yeah, and so it used to be one of those things where if you had an idea, you could sell it to Netflix and get a decent amount of money for it. Like whether it, it continued on or otherwise, Netflix is becoming a lot pickier, um, which of course makes sense. Um, you know, yeah. you might still have some stuff from from Amazon and um, and you know Hulu Disney is kind of an interesting thing too. I know we need to talk about the music thing, but one thing I did want to note the timing on this, they're saying it's going to launch in November. So Disney plus is going to launch November 12th, my birthday
1: mm-hmm.
2: now. <laughs> so which happy birthday to me now, unless app like $10 a month for, for, Apple, you know, for, for TV plus versus $8 a month for Disney plus and the, you know, like $10 or $12 or whatever it is that Disney's going to charge for Hulu and ESPN and Disney. Um, I don't know how Apple competes here mm-hmm. from like a like 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 honestly like the when you look at the cross section of when you look at the audience components, Apple and Disney are going after the exact same cross section of user. Yep. Yeah. And and I don't know how Apple, even with their cult of apple because Disney's already said they're going to be on all the Apple devices. I don't know how Apple competes with that. I, I really don't. And we'll find
0: out in November. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Pingdom. Whilst you've been listening to this podcast, how would you know if your website had gone down? (laughs) Or your internet, for example. Would you know if customers couldn't click that buy now button or access your content? Would you know? You might stumble across that problem by luck, but that's no good. You need a system. You need something to tell you that everything is running smoothly on your site, and more importantly, when it is not. You need Pingdom. Pingdom will let you know the moment your site goes down in whatever way is best for you. And they're smart, too. They'll get the information needed to solve the issue sent to whoever needs it, whether that's one person or your whole team. They're dedicated to making the web faster and more reliable. They use more than 70 global test servers that emulate visits to your site, checking its availability as often as every dang minute. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they take care of the rest. So don't risk being the last person to know about something on your site breaking. Start monitoring that site today. Go to pingdom.com/relayfm right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Boom! And then when you decide to sign up, that's when you use the offer code Rocket at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. That's three zero thirty. Thank you so much, Pingdom, for your support of this show and Relay FM. And again, that's pingdom.com slash Relay FM and then the code ROCKET at checkout when you decide to sign up. Thank you so much. Woo-hoo. Now, I kind of want to move on to topic number two.
1: Can I go super quick? Can I go super okay, quick? I
0: think, yeah, Brie wanted to talk about her car stuff. I want to let her talk about I it. I will let you talk about your car stuff.
1: Okay, give me two minutes, Simone. Can do on, a-
0: you're on the clock, baby.
1: Okay, <laughs> two minutes, two minutes. So uh, another thing uh, – Basically, Apple Music is coming to the Porsche Taycan, which is the Taycan, which is the very first uh, Tesla competitor from Porsche, and this is really exciting. Like they're going to do it in a way that you don't have to have your iPhone connected to it at all. You can actually have uh, Apple Music built into your car at the same time. It's allegedly coming free at first, but you're going to have to like buy all this expensive expensive cellular options and go with the Porsche. Navigation system, if you do it, but I think this is a really interesting play for Apple because I think if they will start integrating Apple Music into more new cars as they're coming out, I don't know. I think that's a really good way to get lock in into that ecosystem.
2: Oh no, I totally agree, and it's it's interesting though. Did you see the news a couple weeks ago that now apparently um CarPlay for BMW cars like? Is going to be like an extra $80 a year or whatever, which I mean, like a lot of people are understandably mad and I don't disagree. I think it's kind of like a nickel and diming thing. But I'm also like, if you own a BMW or you own a Mercedes or you own a Porsche, like you're used to that. Like that's just one of those
1: things. It's fair, and like the cellular connectivity is three hundred dollars a year for a Porsche. Um, oh. But and you know they also charge you three hundred forty dollars to turn on freaking CarPlay in the first place, which is just stupid. So this is why I'm never buying another new car. I'm just going to stick with Boltzans, <laughs> so. But,
2: but but yeah, but I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I think this is a smart move for them in terms of being able to uh, to get more lock in and to I think in in an ideal world, the thing that would be the coolest, like obviously, you know, Tesla. Tesla, one of their big kind of selling factors, especially for like the kind of the technical crowd, is that they have a really, really good, you know, kind of, um, you know, in-car system and and their their UI is good, you know, their touchscreen, especially compared to other manufacturers. And if Apple isn't able to design their own, if they are able to work with somebody like Porsche to bring their services that could be cool. You know what I mean? If they're able to kind of make their, like, if, if you could almost be like, okay, this really is the, the Apple version. If, until yeah. we get an actual Apple car, this is what your Apple car is.
1: Yeah, I think that's well said. Let's talk about some uh, scams. Well,
2: <laughs> or, uh, I just want to uh, yes. let you guys
1: know, we are a community.
0: Sorry, <laughs> community company. Wow. Let me start over again. I'm really growing into this role. We are a community company committed to maximum global impact. By the way, this is not an ad read. Don't skip it. Don't skip it. (laughs) Let yourself sink into this moment. We are a community company committed to maximum global impact. Our mission is to elevate the world's consciousness. We have built a worldwide platform that supports growth, shared experiences, and true success. We provide our members with flexible access to beautiful spaces, a culture of inclusivity and the energy of an inspired community, all connected by our extensive technology infrastructure. We believe our company has the power to elevate how people work, live, and grow. This has been WeWork IPO Filing (laughs) 2019. (laughs) Authored by the We Company. (laughs) Exact name of registrant as specified in its charter.
2: Please please, please, please read the the, the prospectus. We dedicate this. We
0: dedicate this to the energy of We, (laughs) M-Dash. Greater than any one of us, but inside each of us.
1: Uh, I'm inspired. Does it have anything inspirational about the uh, 51 to uh, one, like, price versus earnings valuation in there? How it's worth uh, that much more than the actual uh, amount of income it's bringing in? So here's the, my
0: understanding yeah. about the the WeWork <laughs> IPO filing, Brianna Wu, is that yes. mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. And there may uh-uh. or may not be numbers contained within it. <laughs>
1: So, I, I before we talk about this, I just want to say I'm not a stock picker kind of gal. I'm not qualified to advise anyone financially. None of us are stocks. But I just want to say, I read this. I read the Wall Street Journal piece. I read the IPO filing. I read the Stratechery piece. I read the Verge piece, and I don't think I'm going to be buying this stock, Christina. Oh uh, no, Rihanna, yeah. no. Woo, you shock me.
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I, I think my favorite part of this, and so WeWork is uh, is going public. Excuse me, the We Company, because it is a movement and and a cult. Like this is. Uh, a real estate company that has somehow convinced the tech world that it was a tech company, even though it's a real estate company, uh, and 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 then they have technology because they use um, tablets when you um, you know rent your your space or your office, mm. um, and uh, they they have some interesting ideas like uh, uh, like I think last year it was they um, they are a vegetarian or a vegan only company, and that means that the only food that they serve um, for employees at like Employee events are are vegetarian, and if you you can't, you don't even have the option of ordering something that has meat in it, uh, e- even at your own expense. Um, hey folks, and it,
0: if you're investing in one of those, like. Um Stock funds that compiles together a bunch of ethical stocks. Just go ahead and make sure that this
2: isn't this won't be in there just because it's <sighs> vegan. If this happens, yeah. if this works out, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, no, no, you're not wrong. Um, but the interesting thing is that their CEO and this this is in uh, the Verge piece on. Uh, there's a bunch of good pieces we'll link to, but the Verge piece in this is is really great. Um, the interesting thing about this is that the CEO of the company, Adam Newman. Um, he owns, uh, he does this thing which, it's legal, but it's, you, you kind of wonder how the company got to the point that it's going public. It's legal, but and, it's and interesting. It's very interesting. Where he, he bought the buildings, <laughs> and then he leases the buildings to WeWork for a tremendous profit to himself. Hmm. Now, he then, though, is still the the main shareholder in the company, but he pays himself for the buildings that he bought on behalf of himself, but that he then leases to his company. Um, it's really it, it, it's fun that way. He also has himself um, a uh, he was given a three hundred and sixty two point one million dollar loan. Oh. Um, so that he could buy his stock options, so mm. the company gave him a loan of of three hundred and sixty two point one million dollars, so that he could exercise his stock options. Um, again, he also you know owns the buildings that he then charges the company for. Sounds like a business genius to me. I mean, actually, yes, but it's it's. Interesting that that this has all been allowed to happen. Um, well, Christina, <laughs> how would you respond to
0: the allegations that they continue to learn from their data and experiences to innovate on what drives their
2: member success and execute
0: using their purpose-built technology and mission-driven team?
2: Um, I, I would say that, yeah, they, they look um, at, um, at the map of where um, real estate prices are low and where they think they can make a good investment to then sell things for more money. Yeah, I think that's the technology they use—is a map.
1: So, so I have to say, and I don't mean to like—we're all having a good laugh here. This is—it's—it's it's hilarious how bad this is. But at the same time, I this isn't just an entertaining story. Like this is—they're applying for an IPO. They're going to be a publicly traded stock. You know, there's supposedly a valuation process to. You know, do the bare minimum and make sure this is a, a viable company worth people investing their their money on. And you know, I've seen what my husband's company uh has gone through being on the NASDAQ. I just I it's hard for me to read everything about this and not have the feeling that the SEC Needs to be a lot more aggressive in kind of weeding weeding things like this out, like the the valuation versus earnings. Oh yeah, they're going to have what is it, fifteen billion dollars in leases that they're going to have to pay. Like in the,
0: can uh, you talk a little bit about like specifically what makes WeWork's situation feel so scammy?
1: Well, it's because there's not an income. They have no viable. They have no unique technology. No, they're a real estate company. They're a real estate company. They don't have a unique business model. Everything is very fungible. There's no reason someone else couldn't come up with this exact same product. They've got, uh, what is it, a 29% stake in the wing where I'm a member. There's no reason someone else couldn't come in and make another co-working space for women. Like That's not a unique idea. So when you see this kind of debt Versus the 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 income that they're bringing in, I just don't see a viable path forward. So to me, just being really cynical because we love Scam Town on this show, mm-hmm. I see the venture capitalists that got behind this in the first place trying to cash out on investors' dimes, and it yeah. just it it's it's something that if I were in Congress, I would want to. Pass a bill to make the SEC take this far more seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: no, it's interesting too because their biggest investor is SoftBank, who yep. apparently has invested something like ten billion dollars. Into the company, which is yep. ridiculous, and, and SoftBank, of course, is is a Japanese company, and they have um uh, had a lot of really big investments in um in Slack and, and, and in Uber and in um uh, GM's cruise line and, and other things, and um it, in a lot of ways, SoftBank is actually is, is kind of what DST was, uh, the Russian uh, big uh, tech investment firm was um a number of uh years ago, and and so some of this I look at, I'm like, okay, what how much of this is just SoftBank wanting to like no I'm not I don't want to say launder money I'm not saying launder money <laughs> I'm going to be very clear about that I'm not saying that but you know needing a way to get rid of excess capital and make investments rather than about any sort of we're expecting a return
1: yeah I couldn't agree more I could not agree more mm-hmm. and uh this is this is what the SEC is for it is and uh you know, like I realize when we have a change in presidents, uh, the 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 leadership at federal agencies, uh, it it can go a, a certain partisan way, right? But I think I'm not the only American with a, a sense that. Washington is really working for you know the billionaire class and not not for the people you're asking to invest money in this. So uh, my advice as someone wholly unqualified to give stock advice is I would stay away from this this particular stock. I,
2: I certainly wouldn't invest in it in its on, a, on its IPO. I, I yep. certainly would not be part of that. Um, yep. And again, I'm not offering anybody any financial advice. Me personally, though, just I, my opinion. I, I'm yeah. not putting my money into yeah. it. Well, they, I mean. You know who can offer
0: financial advice is Red Wallace, the CEO of Triton Research, uh, that Bloomberg reached out to to basically like comb through this prospectus, and he called it a quote unquote masterpiece of obfuscation,
1: <laughs> um,
0: which is pretty pretty damning. Uh, and I, I believe that Triton has been predicting uh, successful and non successful IPOs, winners and losers in tech IPOs. Uh, For a while. And apparently, uh, yeah, yeah. listings that won an above average score from Triton have risen about 92 percent from their offering prices, according to the Bloomberg piece. And they're saying that this is a
2: stinker. Yeah, I mean, well, well, but in addition to the SEC stuff, I think this is just and this is where I actually kind of put it a little bit on the media and a little bit like on the public. We, a lot of companies like we work as a company that it's a real estate company that's all it is it's literally just a real estate company um there's not a tech angle behind it but the tech press has been obsessed with we work because they sold themselves as, as a technology company they're not and the reason they're they're valued what they're valued at they're valued at something like twice what the biggest real estate holdings firm in the United States is at like for for um, um uh, commercial real estate and it's not, but they're not doing anything different. It is kind of a commodity, and and they're not doing anything um, mm-hmm. unique. Um, and and that, to me, I think is is where I kind of become a little bit critical of, um, you know, the, the press and the enthusiasts and whatnot. Is that we've like, you know, people put something flashing it and have tablets and they're like, oh, it's a tech company now, and it's like, no, it's not. Like like Uber, you can make an argument they're a logistics company, but they use tech in very real ways right and they might be completely you know unethical and have other issues but you can i i can see that case they're ultimately a logistics company but there's a huge tech component to it there's nothing that i'm seeing with with how we work operates and it's especially true after going through the ipo stuff that says this is in any way aided by technology it's like no this is just a real estate company mm-hmm. and it's been one of the ways they've been able to kind of hoodwink people is by saying oh but we're going to use these buzzwords
0: Well, can I tell you guys something else? Yes. That That this episode of Rocket is brought to you by DoorDash. Woo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Surprise. Whether you're super focused at work, having a chill day, or just forgot to meal prep, guess what? You still need to eat food so that your brain works. With DoorDash, you can have dinner from your favorite restaurant delivered right to your door. And ordering is very easy. You open the DoorDash app, they have an app, tech company. Choose what you want to eat and have your food delivered to you wherever you are. Ah! Your favorite I pizza place is probably already on DoorDash, but there are also over a quarter of a million restaurants in over 3,000 cities. So, like a lot of people's favorite pizza places there. You can find all kinds of pizza. That's door to door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. So, you can order from your local go tos or choose your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick fil A, and the Cheesecake Factory. And
2: you know what else
0: is on there, What's that? folks?
2: Popeyes, oh my God! I, oh. I, I'm so mad that my Popeyes is too far away from Doordash. No, uh, well, yeah. See, I'm tying
0: in something relevant because I saw the I stories love about the chicken sandwich all over Twitter today, and I I'm was getting like, it tomorrow. I believe in you. And you know what? <laughs> I, when I was on Doordash, you were asking about the mayonnaise on Twitter because uh, you yep. don't, you're not a mayonnaise fan. I'm not, I'm not a mayonnaise. As I was on the Doordash site going looking at the chicken sandwich, I noticed there was an option
2: <gasps> to
0: remove it. Hell yes. Yeah. You I I could remove the pickles, I could remove the mayonnaise if I wanted. Did not choose to do those things. And of course all the sides. It got to choose sides, all kinds of things. So Yeah, guess what? If you've been hearing about the silly chicken sandwich and you just got back from Italy and you're really hungry and you didn't have any food to cook in your house, you know what's a service you can use? And you know how you can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more, folks? How can you do that? You download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code ROCKET. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app from the app store and enter the promo code ROCKET download the app now and start planning your dinner or your lunch. Don't forget that is the promo code rocket for $5 off your first order from DoorDash. Thank you so much DoorDash for your support of Rocket and all of Relay FM. Now I'm hungry again.
2: I was going to say did did you order the the Popeye's chicken sandwich from DoorDash using promo code rocket? I ended up
0: ordering a big bowl of ramen instead
2: makes sense. But I thoroughly
0: explored the options because I really
2: I wanted to know. I used to I used to use DoorDash when I lived in Brooklyn. There was um uh it wasn't super close, but it was one of those things where I would pay like the seven dollar delivery fee to get um my my Popeyes order delivered and like I would do it so frequently it was like kind of sad. Wow. Um but but because the closest Popeyes is is like twenty miles away, um I uh by making the trip tomorrow, I uh, I got Cheesecake Factory last week. Oh, nice! I was
1: in I was in uh, San Francisco this weekend. I write, speak, code, giving a keynote. I ordered ramen with DoorDash every single night. True story. Yep,
2: totally.
0: <laughs> well, listen, folks, it's time for topic number three. Oh,
2: they're back, so baby!
0: They're topic back. number three: spectacles. Three. <sighs> it works. So, Snap is back. With mm-hmm. you all, remember the ill fated snap spectacles. Um, that were, do that, we? Well, uh, some of us do. We, uh, every rocket listener joyfully remembers the season of the snap when we talked about snap spectacles and when you stood in line for five <laughs> hours to pay stupid amount of money for your uh-huh. stupid glasses. You uh-huh. did it, and guess I did what? did do it. Remember, folks, snap doesn't care that they lost something like. $40 million dollars on Oh, Snap's just $40 money.
1: million? Dollars? That's great. I'm pulling that number out <laughs> of my
0: butt. But <laughs> yeah, no, it, I, I I pulled it out correctly. Snapchat wrote down nearly $40 million dollars in costs associated with the first version of the glasses after wildly overestimating demand, quote unquote, the verge, uh, Casey Newton. Um, so, but remember, it's not about that. It's, it's no. not about making money on them. It's about making beautiful new technology. And in that vein, Snap has revealed uh the new newest version of snap spectacles snap three they got their 380 dollars they're going on they're sale in november gold. they've got two colors and they've got two cameras as well baby christina describe they're rose gold they look a little bit like they look sorry, sorry, more so mineral li-
2: okay well sorry it, it's it's mineral and carbon did you do the research they're not i rose did gold. do the research they're mineral Everyone- and carbon Yeah, but everybody on Twitter told me that they're rose gold and they look rose goldish enough. Um, It's still not enough for me to buy them. But yeah, so last year they came out with the Spectacles too, which I also bought and I promptly have lost and I don't know where they are. Oh my Um, God,
0: Christina.
2: Well, that time it was for Microsoft Build and I thought that it was going to be like a fun gag and then I used them once and like never used them again. Um, And I, I, I don't actually know where they are. Um, And then they came out with a redesign of those that were a little bit more expensive. And so these look similar to that redesign. Um, So they have like a metal frame, and they're supposed to be a little more stylish. And um, yeah, no. Um, So I'm the the asshole who waited in line for five hours for the first one. And I then bought the second pair thinking it would be funny, and then it wasn't because I didn't use them. And now... They, they Snap, has, Snap has done something I didn't think was possible and that listeners, I'm sure, did not think was possible. They have outpriced me. <gasps> now. Yeah, at $380, I'm out. I'm not. Christina. Like, no,
1: I'll believe I'm it out. when I see it. No, I genuinely. I, I'm with Brie on this. Record. I'm
0: sorry,
2: Christina. You cannot be trusted. <laughs> You're absolutely right. I cannot be trusted because I said this about the iPhone XS Max. However, I'm legitimately saying there's no way in hell. I there's three hundred eighty dollars? Are you kidding me? That's like
1: I mean no. I have to say these are uh, I I cannot be the only one. I'm interested in the tech behind them, but it's that the the spectacles themselves are so ugly. Mm-hmm. They are so hideous. They're bad, and they can get all the like gorgeous models with perfect skin and perfect lighting and gorgeous lipstick that matches everything perfectly that they want to wear these. I think on normal people, they're going to look dumb as hell. Oh, yeah. It's just a bad design. I don't know. I expected them to be better by now. And that, like, tiny little glasses, like the little tiny, like uh fang from street fighter 5 like glass look it's just a bad look no one could pull that off i'm sorry
2: no they're bad and and then and they're also like they're trying to take advantage of like like now they're trying to do like 3d like have a 3d viewer because there are two cameras now which is interesting but who's gonna watch it also you know I realize I'm an old, and I realize that there might still be some people who use Snap, but like I thought, we all moved to Instagram Stories like two and a half years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, we absolutely did. Um, <laughs> especially if your Snapchat account was compromised. Um, hmm. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you guys think the end game is for Snap here? Because this is their third version of this they keep saying this is our this is our fun cool tech experiment we're just doing it to do it it's going to be great and it's going to you're going to be able to capture videos and be more engaged in the moment because you're not holding a thing in your hands you're just naturally looking and engaging with the thing that you are filming um if they're keep getting increasingly expensive and mm-hmm. i mean the technology is getting better as well but increasingly expensive increasingly like a an exclusive fashion item and they're reportedly just like not giving a crap about getting these in people's hands. What what are they? What is their end game here?
1: They're they're gonna have to exercise. They're Option a tech K. company.
2: Yeah they, what yeah, they are. So no 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 no. They're a camera company. Oh, like that's what their S <laughs> one said. I'm not even joking. Literally, that's what their S one said. Um, uh, was that they're a camera company? Wow. So like genuinely. So my, this is my theory. My theory is that their stock is in the toilet and has been basically since they launched. They did have last quarter, I think they actually increased users for the first time since they went public, which was a nice change of pace because they had definitely lost users all the other quarters. Um, And and apparently, you know, they redesigned their Android app and, and they're trying to maybe make up for their mistakes when they, you know, redesigned the app and made it so bad that Kylie Jenner, who was like number one on their platform, was like, I'm, you know, um, I'm Audi 3000 um I'm I'm going to to Instagram and and everybody all the teens were like we're gonna follow Kylie and uh <laughs> but my, it, you know and, and then Evan you know uh married the model um and and they finally did the do which was good for <laughs> Miranda finally it happened um but my theory is that the only way they can convince investors that they have anything else to offer other than a middling uh, social network that the bigger company ripped off and took all their like, innovative features but copied and then kind of did it better, uh, especially since they are not very big internationally, the only way they can kind of like sell a growth story is that they're like, oh, but see, we have this other thing. And, like, this is just kind of, like, the thing to prop up to show, like, the bigger institutional investors to be like, see, continue keeping your money in us because we've got this other stuff. And and we promise, you know, VR and and AR and and 3D is really going to take off.
1: I think they're gonna have to utilize uh Miranda Kerr in order mm-hmm. to keep the company afloat. Oh yeah. <laughs> like like just why bring is her she out. not modeling these? Honestly. Right. She's mentioned in the, the Vogue piece about this. She's too busy like, having
2: beautiful
0: children and engaging with them in the hands-free lifestyle.
1: Okay, that's fair. That's fair, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I think and why I mean, maybe is she not they, the
2: face of this? Like genuinely, right. no, like really. come on, Evan. they should be like,
1: using her. Like, well, I no mean, joke.
2: I mean, like yeah. you know, I mean, she look like pay her whatever whatever her rate would be, which would be millions, but it will be worth it, right? Like it'd be less than their R and D investment. Like just just be like like whatever Swarovski paid her when she was the Swarovski person before Carly Kloss got the contract. Like just pay her that. And and let her be the face of spectacles that would yep. genuinely get it in magazines and people would maybe care more yeah. or pay Kylie.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, oh, maybe they, maybe they hook up with SoftBank. I don't know. They don't have a lot of <laughs> options. I mean, that SoftBank's point. already an investor. Yep.
0: Christina, before we close this out, I do want yes. you to swear on whatever <laughs> you want to swear on that you're not going to buy these spectacles.
2: Oh, um, I swear on my entire rose gold collection of everything that I will not buy these spectacles. There's no way. And okay. if I do, like, I don't know what I, like, people can, okay, I will say this. That this is how serious I am. If I buy Spectacles 3 in any capacity, unless, the only asterisk I'm putting on is that if they're $50, I'm buying them. But if, if, if it's not something like a $50 price point, if I buy Spectacles 3, you all have permission and listeners uh can hold me to this. I will get rid of my iPhone and I will get a Galaxy. I will <gasps> oh go to Android. God.
1: Oh my god. Christina.
2: Okay. This right. is like serious. This.
1: this is accountability. This, this is, is what I'm the saying. First this is step to recovery. <laughs>
2: this really is so, <laughs> so genuinely like I will give up iMessage <laughs> if it if if, if I buy spectacles. So it's not happening. But yeah, let's uh we we will, okay. we will follow this along. And you yeah. know I
0: I will I will cut you some leeway because the price point is the thing. I would say you don't have to go down as low as $50. I would say if it becomes um, whatever the price was that you paid for the last ones.
2: Okay. So if it goes to 150 then I can buy them. But anything above that, I'm... I'm don't I'm, sound uh, too okay. excited, baby. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, okay. I'm just repeating because I don't want to have... To give a buy message. See no.
1: now I want to like buy a pair of these and just like hang out in, <laughs> in Seattle until I see you, Christina. Like, see oh, that would look actually at my be great. funny. See, see look at that. My w- amazing uh, pl-
0: no, please, please so be waiting outside Christina's apartment <laughs> to watch her furtively go down to the Snap vending machine <laughs> and, and catch her with you know, your, what,
2: your glasses. What, what, y- 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 cap- capture my FOMO with your glasses as I'm like, oh my god. Uh, yeah, no, that would be hilarious <laughs> because really that would be the one thing that would like make me. Like do it would be the FOMO, but right now it, this is what's so bad about this. I wish I could have FOMO for this. Instead, I'm just like three hundred eighty dollars. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, because like, you tried it out already and you,
0: you didn't. It was fun for you. So,
2: well, no, the the well, the, especially the second time when I don't even know where they are, and I think I literally only used them once for a gag. Um, at, at the during the the you know live opening. Um, the anyway. Well, listen. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Willowtree.
0: Willowtree is a mobile innovation agency that creates products for Pepsi, HBO, American Express, and many more. And guess what? They're hiring. If you need a new challenge, a fresh start, or just the next career step, this ad is for you. So don't skip it. The will tree team has launched over 500 apps, websites, and bots that impact millions of users. So this is your chance to be part of something big. Besides the audience of this podcast, am I right, folks? They believe diverse teams create the best products. And not only do they have a rating of 4.8 out of 5 on Glassdoor, which is nuts, they were voted the best place to work in tech by Glassdoor and Fortune. That's awesome. So if you are a software engineer, iOS or Android, a designer or a product manager apply to join their team right now at bit.ly/willowtree rocket so that's bit.ly/willowtree rocket apply now or bookmark it for later so that you can apply when it suits you or you can always visit their career page at willowtreeapps.com/careers to view all of the openings that they have thank you so much willowtree for your support of rocket and all of relay fm well, well, well,
2: Christina, what are you up to this week? So I'm doing some uh, some work, um, just uh, preparing for Microsoft Ignite, the tour, uh, 2019 to 2020, and um, uh, creating a lot of content and other stuff. And I'm also doing um, my uh, my YouTube series, as always, which uh, was surprisingly popular last week. So uh, YouTube.com slash yeah, Microsoft Developer. That. Thank you. Yeah, I wore a Mac Story shirt and everything um because uh, i have no adult supervision so i wear the shirts that i want to wear
1: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh! so yeah so i'm just i'm just doing some some work stuff and um i'm going to be getting the the uh the popeyes chicken sandwich that's my goal this week is to get some trash food <laughs> god i
0: yeah that's fully going to be me tomorrow i hope they have a outlet in Friday. uh brianna what about you what are you up to
1: I only have my campaign job this week, which I'm so happy about. No time, ta- no pieces going out, uh, no travel. I'm so freaking psyched about that. I'm not going to be working 80 hours a week this week. Hell uh, yeah. I'm so excited, though. Y'all, IT Chapter 2 is about to come out. Now, now, Simone, I know you don't watch horror movies, but Christina, you saw the last one, right? Yeah,
2: of course. And I saw the original one, because Stephen King... Yeah. Said-
1: Oh my god! So I'm just I'm getting that's only two weeks from now when you can see the pre-launch of it. So I'm getting so super hyped about that.
0: Awesome! I can't wait to read its Wikipedia page (laughs) and (laughs) not not gonna see see it. it. Of course not. It's Jessica
2: Chastain. Come on! I watched the trailer. Scary stuff. Uh, speaking of people who look like Jessica Chastain but aren't, uh, we should give (laughs) Amy Adams, who is like better Jessica Chastain, a happy birthday.
1: Wait. I'm sorry, she is. Better Jessica Chastain? No, you should, No.
2: No, no. <laughs> Amy <laughs> Adams is better. Absolutely. If, no. we're, if we're talking about Battle of the Redheads, it goes Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain, somebody else, and then way at the bottom? Um, What's her hell face? Uh Amy Ron Adams Howard's
1: been in. That's good. You've got sharp objects. 30. Oh like oh. She won on what Oscar. What has Amy Adams been? <laughs> she no, she hasn't <laughs> she's won. An
2: Oscar no, she has. No, she hasn't. She's been nominated like twelve times. She hasn't won yet. Okay, okay. She was nominated for a rival, which. Like, a rival, I like Ted
1: Chang. He's a friend of mine. I didn't like that movie, so uh, sorry. Amy Adams is yeah. is, uh,
0: is the best. What like, has genuinely? Amy Adams been in that's good? Who are you? Yeah, I was gonna I say, Team literally Jessica literally every Chastain, project she's been if in. you
1: are going after Jessica Chastain, who's probably my favorite person in Hollywood. I don't American know. I think Hustle. it threatens the show, the wrestler. I mean,
2: um, not the uh the wrestler of uh, the fighter. 30. Sorry,
1: come on, that was an amazing. I'm the stopping last the show X-Men right now to tweet about was this was so good. The last X Men movie was so good and so undervalued. She was amazing in that. She's never been anything bad ever. The,
2: the, uh, the fighter, Enchanted, Charlie Wilson's War. I'm looking through the IMDb okay. page right now. The Master okay. was really good. Come on, she's Lois Lane. She like kept her natural hair color. Um, or her hello, American Hustle,
1: like. Okay, I didn't see the last three you just named, so.
0: So, I am catching up on sleep. (laughs) I'm going back to work, baby. Um, Also, I can't remember if we talked about this did did I talk about the play that I'm stage managing
2: last time I was on the show? You did not. You did not. We we did not talk about. That's why we're recording today early now. Um, uh, uh, with the audience. So please tell us about it. Oh, we're gonna be we're we're we wanted to
0: move to Tuesdays anyway. Uh, which we is did, why but- when I started stage managing the play, I told them I had to pick like a day that I was going to report the podcast. And I told them Tuesdays, um, I'm stage managing a, an adaptation of Troilus and Cressida. That's going to be showing here on the upper West side, uh, starting in September, on September 5th through the 21st. Um, and I, it's an all woman adaptation, all woman cast, and it is going to be really, really cool. Um, and I, I haven't stage managed anything before, but, it has been so much fun learning how to do that, and I really, really enjoy it. Turns out it's a lot of skills that I have for my other job, and it's a joy. And I get to know everything about everyone and tell people what to do, which is great, and help them feel secure in that they know what they should be doing. So I love it. Yay! I'm so happy for
1: you. I know. Yeah. I almost – I'm I- – I want to see it. I'm excited for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What, 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 what um, how long is the show running? Uh, the fifth through the 21st.
0: Okay. Yeah. And which is shockingly soon, really upsettingly soon. Oh boy. <laughs> and I've been gone for a week. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to go to rehearsal tomorrow and find out, uh, see all the finish blocking and the, the combat. Oh my God. We were doing, um, the combat blocking before I left, and it looked so cool. Uh, and I'm really, really, really pumped to see the final version.
1: That's awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. so excited for you. Thank oh my you. gosh, are, are rocket listeners are we gonna be able to tell them where to go see this?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, you can look up uh, the production company is Hamlet Isn't Dead, um, and is Troilus and Cressida, one of Shakespeare's least popular plays. Um, Hamlet Isn't Dead, their whole thing is that they're doing all of Shakespeare's plays in chronological order, so <laughs> it is time it's time for Troilus baby um and they have an Eventbrite page so I'll put that in the show notes but if you just look up Hamlet isn't dead Troilus and Cressida you'll find it um and then you can go see it and I would love for people to come see it and uh, enjoy the good work that we're doing
2: so Christina where can we find you online uh, you can find me at Amy Adams, Stan, no, you can find <laughs> me at film underscore girl on the Twitter and the Instagram. And look, I I, I don't hate Jessica Chastain. I just wanted to wish Amy Adams a, a happy birthday, but no, uh, film underscore girl on the Twitter and the Instagrams. And you can find the stuff that I do at work at youtube.com slash Microsoft developer.
1: Nice. Oh, Brianna, what about you? Uh, You can find me uh, starting an intense Twitter argument with uh, Film underscore Girl (laughs) girl (laughs) right now on the Twitter machine. I think we're going to tag in people. I think it's just going to blow up. This could be a very. I think. I think we're going to have to do that. This could threaten the show. No. Uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I shouldn't have made this incendiary tweet.
1: You can see me at uh, Brianna Wu on Twitter and developer Brianna Wu on Facebook. And you can support my congressional campaign at uh, supportbrianna.com. And I hope you will do that. Cool.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. And please do look up the play and come see it if you're going to be in New York during September. It's going to be really cool. And this episode of Rockets is, of course... Available to review on Apple Podcasts. You should review our show uh, and help other people find it and enjoy it. So, thank you everyone for listening. This episode of Rockets is terminated.
2: Terminated. Terminated.